Welcome to Gain That Tune. going on everybody it's game that tune and we are back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we've got john regan with us say hey hey we've got david fleming say hey hey we've got the game that tune champion jesse moore say hey hey and we have a very special guest joining us for tonight's show uh bit of a legend of the video game music community i feel like i say that about i think i call all our guests legends um so yeah. i only get the but, goods but this time it's accurate it is yeah um you know from the uh, from the band the fantastic cover uh, cover band the one-ups and many other fantastic musical projects we've got mustin mustin say hey yeah yeah oh see yeah you're gonna fit in perfectly on this show <laughs> That is just the kind of outrageous attitude that you need to bring to an uh, episode of Game That Tune. <laughs> right on, right on. So, uh, you know, thank you for joining us, Mustin. Uh, you know, despite your uh, legend status and your mononym, people may not know, uh, you know, really uh, what you're all about, uh, how you ended up here on Game That Tune. So if you want to tell people who you are, what you're doing here, you know, feel free. Okay. Uh, can I pass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So, you know, Mustin, he's just some guy that we found for this episode. I was like, it's episode 253. We need a guy. Wait, hang, and, hang uh, on, John. It was, it, was 50, it was 50 bucks, right? So my Venmo is <laughs> at Mustin. I mean, hang no, on. My we're, name, my... we're missing the, the way that this is supposed to go. Mustin passed, so it goes to Johnny. Johnny, explain who Mustin is. <laughs> Yeah. Who are who is he? What is he doing here? Oh, I thought you were gonna tell me to explain why I am on the show. I thought so too. <laughs> uh my name's Mustin and I have been doing video game remixes uh since the year two thousand and I participated in the first actual like licensed fan arranged album that was uh, called project majestic mix awesome and i have spun off with my own uh thing that i did with dale north who is now a video game composer um that we did called one up studios and then we actually started a band that was then called the one up mushrooms from 2000 to like 2003 and then got that uh, <laughs> yeah and then uh Tommy Tallarico invited us out to play at the Game Developers Conference. And when he, you know, I don't know if y'all know him, but he's a pretty like fast talking dude. And so he was trying to organize everything and, and he would just go, hey, one ups, go over there. Hey, one ups, do this. And so we were like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of badass. So then because of Tommy Tallarico, and this is a story I don't know if I've ever told, but because of Tommy Tallarico, we became the one ups. And then we released our first album in 2005, and we have nine albums out now. I keep looking over here because there's this curio cabinet that I have that's filled with my albums. <laughs> it's like cabinet of I, memories, yeah. off slightly off camera. Yeah, 
I tell, I tell, I, I tell Google, I say, uh, Google, turn on my ego. And she goes, okay, turning on your ego. And the little light inside of the curio cabinet comes on. And I just like, yeah, look at all those freaking CDs I made. So yeah, I've done all this stuff and making video game arrangements. And then I've also done a whole bunch of original stuff. And, uh, right now I'm composing a game, a soundtrack for a VR game, which is pretty cool. It's a free game that's going to come out, uh, later this year, maybe early next year. So awesome, I stay busy, man. still working on stuff. The one ups are still up. recording. I'm still working on i'm working on like a like a chill hop video game album and i'm just rocking and rolling man very cool man and now one more thing for your ego you're here on episode 253 of game that tune the Hell most yeah. fantastic episode of game that tune ever uh, i'm gonna so, print out the transcript and put it in the curio cabinet oh man yeah yeah we're gonna make sure the cover art for this episode is inappropriate for your curio cabinet it's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> I am excited. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what we're going to do here is listen to some video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little trivia hints. Uh, we're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks a theme for next week's episode and plays a bonus tune. And our winner last week was me. Fantastic me. And I had uh, anniversaries on the mind. I was thinking game history. Uh, we just passed the... Uh, 30th anniversary celebration for a certain blue hedgehog uh, who shall remain nameless. And, awesome possum? Uh, yes, that one. Um, Jazz Jackrabbit. And it got me thinking <laughs> about anniversaries in a long-running series, and I want to do games that are at least 30 years old, or games from series that have been around at least 30 years. So we've got some, uh, maybe some old-school games, maybe some new-school games from some long-running series. Uh, but, you know, it has to have started or existed before 1991, which, yes, was 30 years ago, fellas. Um, I tried so, to yeah. think about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. Oh, the 90s were God. still 10, 15 years ago, right, guys? Uh, nah, yes. it's okay. Passage of time. All good. You know, we've all made our peace with it. It's great. But, but uh, Have yeah. we? We have, haven't we? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we've got a fantastic, uh, fantastic lineup coming for tonight's show. We've got five fantastic games. I think Johnny, we just got to jump right into it. So start us up, man. Game one.
so uh, this game features two playable characters. In the Japanese version, um, one character speaks exclusively in English, while the other speaks exclusively in Japanese. So, uh, I'm sorry, Dave, it's your game. God damn it. I'm just... No, I'm by off. all means, Johnny, let's see what everybody guessed and you tell me if they're right or not. <laughs> so, um, everybody have their answers? I sure yes. do. Okay, uh, let's see them. So, uh, Jesse says Sonic Generations. John also said Sonic Generations. Sadly, incorrect. Mustin says MC Kids, which I wish... But sadly incorrect. Uh, John Regan has the correct answer. This is Sonic Rush. So yeah, this is the um, first DS Sonic game because Sonic the Hedgehog celebrating its 30th anniversary uh, just a couple weeks ago. Kind of a big deal. Um, definitely wanted to like shout out Sonic in his 30th anniversary. Johnny, you look sad. Are you not a Sonic fan? No, David, you know goddamn well that I'm like the biggest Sonic fan on this show. And here you are stealing my, my bit of using every Sonic game on the show. I came so close. I came so close to doing every single Sonic game. And then you managed to steal out Sonic Rush, one that just completely missed you know, me. So, no, David, I'm not upset. I'm fine. I'm Everything's fine. I'm I was fine. actually kind of surprised because I thought, like, I should pick a Sonic game just to fuck with Johnny. Ha ha ha. Like, but I think we've used all of them. And then I looked at the list of games that we've used. I'm like, wait a minute. Sonic Rush isn't on here. Not only have I played that game, but that game has an amazing soundtrack. Um, is is this the one where you get to play as Getty Lee? <laughs> no. This is the one where you get to play as Blaze the Cat. 
Oh. Um, but I did want to... If I get high enough, I'll blaze right? the cat. God, no one uh, no, knows I... Rush? What the fuck? <laughs> I was no, trying man. to talk about the composer, Hideki Naganuma, because they also did the soundtrack for Jet Set Radio. So it has that same, like, Jet Set yeah, Radio vibe with it. all of the sampling. So I was like, damn, we need that on GTT Radio. Well done. Um, sadly, John, you were incorrect. This was not Sonic Generations. Oh, well. Sorry, guys. Uh, Despite everything, like a- I know I know it was actually MC Kids, so you keep on lying, dude. Exactly. I've heard the MC Kids DX soundtrack, and this is remarkably similar. Um <laughs> I love that soundtrack, man. I did a, one of my first remixes is from MC Kids. It was it's just so it's such a bop, dude. Mm-hmm. That game is so stupid, but you know something good came out of it. Hey, all McDonald's based content is stupid, but something <laughs> good comes out of it. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, David, the MC Kids—they're uh, they're players in whatever this game is. What? Uh, you know, seriously, I didn't even. It's Sonic Rush. <laughs> this is Sonic Rush. Yes, this was the first Sonic game on the DS. It's oh. a three-piece Canadian group. <laughs> hmm. Damn it, Jesse. You know, Jesse, I'm, I'm just not going to let that joke go over. It's yeah. not going to work on us. <laughs> Stop trying to make this happen. I'm not yeah. in a hurry. Um, yeah, it's going to finesse it, baby. This was actually the game that sort of, kind of introduced like modern Sonic because you could do tricks when you jumped, and that would that and defeating enemies would fill up a, a boost meter. And once that was filled, you could boost through, and the boost mechanic is something that has continued on to the most recent Sonic game, which was, what, Forces? Um, so this was the first game where, like, super fast Sonic came in. Like, Sonic was always fast, but this is where you could build up a meter and then get that extra burst of speed. Um, which, the level design really doesn't accommodate, because there's a lot of bottomless pits in this game. Naturally. Why would they ever implement something well? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have you run as fast as possible to the point where you're, like, going beyond the level can process. Here's a giant stretch with no ground. That'll help, right? Mm Mm-hmm. No, uh, no exclamation point in the air telling you to jump right then. No nothing. Um, uh, yeah, I, I assume since it's the DS, you move between the top and bottom screen oh yeah, you, to add to the confusion. You have um, both screens available to you for the levels, um, and they kind of, in classic Sonic Team fashion, this is the game that introduced Blaze the Cat, who is playable, and Blaze doesn't move as fast and also has kind of like a floaty hover jump. So she's a little easier in the platforming stages. But the problem is, her story is different from Sonic's story. So you play all the levels in a different order, but they don't change the levels in any way. So the difficulty curve is way everywhere. Like, imagine playing Super Mario Bros. 3. You get to play as Princess Peach, but you start in the ice world. Like, it's really not helpful. No, that is weird. Because the logical thing to do would just be to play through, I don't know, the game twice somehow. Or like... In the, in the same like, order. But like, why would she be going to different levels? That, make make the hmm. different levels that are easier, like make the same difficulty curve and just change the asset. So you start in different locations, but it's easy to hard and not 
easy, hard, medium, easy again, hard. Like, yeah, no, I don't know, David. There, you know, there's no precedent in Sonic for having levels, you know, look the same and have like, uh, you know, like an act break. They're, you know, they simply can't can't be done. David, I like your easy, just- hard, medium, easy. Sounds like my sex life. <laughs> oh, David. <laughs> I was going to steal the same joke to say it sounds like me making eggs. <laughs> I can never, I never get liked quite right, I've always <laughs> too easy, too medium, too hard. That's, all, never, that's our Johnny, always joking about making eggs. Just making eggs. I never liked any of the Sonic games, and I know that's, uh, you know, criminal, but... Hot <laughs> take. Oh, you used it for real. I, I just like it just wasn't fun to me like playing Sonic 1 but I mean the music in the first three games is untouchable and then uh, I really like the music in Sonic R for some dumb reason oh, but the rest good. of it never really caught me I don't know so I uh, I do agree that some people I do agree that Sonic 1 is pretty trash like I, I famously actually hate Sonic 1 but uh um, yeah, that's the that's the beauty of like the Sonic fandom on this show. Johnny is the ultimate Sonic guy, but he despises Sonic One. So <laughs> he's with you on that. I, I, mean, I love Sonic, but like I also hate Sonic. It's the same way that's part of being a Sonic fan is like kinda hating yeah. yourself a little bit, you know. It's just this is how it goes. Uh, but yeah, the Sonic soundtracks, even Sonic One soundtrack, is good, despite how awful it's, the game it's is. Untouchable. Yeah, it is so so unbelievably good. Yeah. And David, there's this. Oh, go ahead. We in the one-ups we played uh, Green Hill Zone so much that anybody can call out any genre and we'll just do it on the spot. <laughs> we did that at a at a wedding once at a reception. It was really fun. I mean, we did country, reggae, bluegrass, metal. Like we can just do. Just we can just do it. Green Hill Zone nailed it. God, and I just, wish I knew you played wedding receptions when I got married. <laughs> oh, we've played the one-ups have played more video game. I mean, more weddings than any other video game band. Period. Like we've done so many weddings, it's been awesome. My favorite wedding that we did was actually a local pirate wedding, but we've been flown out to do weddings everywhere, and it's a blast. And we oh, learned whatever. On. Like in Pennsylvania, a guy wanted us to come up, and then he wanted to do his first dance to um, the uh, legendary theme from Guitaroo Man. And so we learned that for him, and we ended up putting it on an album in uh, 2019. But we did that in like 2013 or something. Fuck and God. then we also, at that same wedding, we did Tetris, like starting really slow, and they did like the bridal dance, which is such a weird thing. Where like you know you get the, you pay a dollar to dance with the bride, and then we just, it went on for like freaking 13 minutes, and it just kept getting faster and faster and faster. It was just so much fun. But so Sonic sucks. Um, <laughs> Sonic. Wedding's cool, Sonic bad. <laughs> However, Sonic Rush, pretty all right. If all right. you say so, David. Yeah. If you say so. That's, that's my review. It's pretty all right. Sounds kind of like a fly-by-night situation. Jesse, it ain't happening, man. <laughs> oh, it's happened. It's happened. And I've got all the signals. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um... <laughs> Man, I, you know, see, David, I was all prepared to game over you for this, but I'm glad that you uh, did check the list. I'm glad this didn't turn out to be Generations. Glad it turned out to be this other thing that no one played. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good I pick. played it. <laughs> yeah, that counts. And that's why I say, like, I can speak with conviction that this game is all right. All like, right. it has some really fun parts, it has some really cool parts, and it has some parts that are really not... And I think that kind of sums up the Sonic 
Sonic's past 30 years. I was gonna Sounds say, like my Sonic second wife. In a nutshell. I mean, anytime you play a Sonic game, it's like rolling the bones. Is that another Rush song, Jesse? I don't. That's that's, I don't... A, that's a Rush album. Roll the bones. <laughs> I'm not sure who is going to edit. 1991. I'm not sure who's going to edit this episode, but please leave in all of these awkward silences. Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the no sell on the jokes is staying in the whole time. <laughs> Jesse wants to do this. He's going to do it to death, man. That's right. Oh god, that's not a Rush reference. I just, you know, I don't know Rush references. Sorry, Jesse. It's all right. We can't um, all be clockwork angels. God, he's just like got a list up, doesn't he? Jesus. Uh, I'm watching wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, David, is there anything else on Sonic? I don't want to say the uh, subtitle of it. Anything else on the Sonic game that you've chosen? Sonic on the DS? Um, no, it's Blaze is cool. Is, <laughs> are they? <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, like, everybody always shits on, like, all of Sonic's friends and everything, but I like Blaze. Yeah. Cat. Uh, cats are cool. cats. There was, all, there was already a cat in the Sonic series. They didn't need two cats. Um, fuck Big. I do. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's my motto. It's right here on my shirt. <laughs> you know, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> Uh, you did. Uh, <laughs> you will. <laughs> when I'm done fucking big. <laughs> uh, he fits in perfectly on the show, guys. Johnny, keep it going. <laughs> Game two.
right. Uh, the main character of this game is um, overweight, uh, square-jawed. Um, he's loutish and lewd. Um, perhaps influenced by lad culture of the 1990s, which is odd. Um, he has a very limited vocabulary, his favorite phrase being unga bunga, and not much else. Um, he has a balding head cut into a punk-style mohawk, and he is in a rock band. Um, he's the guitar player slash singer for this band. solos in <laughs> yeah i like when they That's program fun. abrupt endings <laughs> yeah so what you guys got oh man let's see we got all right david with moving pictures that's a not the correct answer this time um mustin with kid chameleon uh incorrect uh john with alex kid incorrect and johnny with the right answer chuck rock <laughs> This is Chuck Rock on the Sega Genesis. Um, it's a one of those cavemen games. Remember when we were making a bunch of cavemen games? Yeah, there was a weird period in like the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s, when cavemen were just the rage. Yeah, yeah. we'd all moved on from Australia to cavemen. <laughs> yeah. That's the natural progression. Exactly. I'm not sure what came after that. I guess just the, the 90s Robots? in general. You got Paul Hogan. You got... Then after that, you got Fred Flintstone. And then, yeah, on who comes after right. that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. Timeline's all off, John. I was just going to say, you got to give it up to Joe and Mac and Chuck Rock. Yeah. And, bon- and uh, Bonk. Bonk. Bonk? Yeah, Bonk. Yeah. yeah. Um, Does Bonk have a last name, or is he just Bonk? No, I think he's just Bonk. He's a mononym. I okay. think it's yeah. Erzonk. 
Air bonk. Bonk air zonk. Ah, okay. I get, you know, I get my wires crossed sometimes. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, Chuck Rock. That's a game I'm, that I'm vaguely aware of. Uh, I feel like this was featured on Nick Arcade several times, and I've never played it. <laughs> I'm kind yeah. of amazed because I'm reading about the game now, and it says the character of Chuck Rock was an early mascot for core design before the introduction of Laura Croft in the Tomb Raider games. And I'm that's like, what my, we all moved on to. We moved on from cavemen to boxy boobs. <laughs> and my mind is just man. being blown that Chuck Rock got Alex kidded by Laura Croft. Fuck well, yeah, good. <laughs> he, he did have to. look at him. <laughs> How though, man? He was in a band, and uh, this is the thing that I was interested in: is discovering lad culture. <laughs> Which is, what is that? Yeah, no, I, you know, like it's something is that about long like, ass dick. Because I'm in that culture too, fam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. still living it every day. <laughs> But I mean, isn't that something like British hooliganism? Like, yeah, it's how like can a, a, a caveman <laughs> be a part of like some kind of yeah. Brit pop movement? Yeah, great. Like the, let's see, uh, we got a real Encino Man thing going. Also, uh, early nineties. Uh, yeah, middle. Oh yeah, there you go. That's another one. It's like, that it's like, movie ah. with Ringo Starr. Oh wait, no, that was way early. <laughs> Did Chuck Rock do that whole thing where he released a single the same week as Oasis, and they fought for number one on the charts, and it was a big deal? Was that was that what Chuck Rock was part of? Whole, I think yeah, so. I think Liam Gallagher was feuding with Chuck Rock for a while there. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the Gallagher brothers feuded with a lot. Of oh yeah, <laughs> they're like butted heads with Chuck Rock. <laughs> That'd be so good. And. And he had he had a kid, son of Chuck. Um, That's a good name for it. And he, um, <laughs> yeah. Who do you think would win in a headbutting contest? An Irish hooligan or a caveman? Bonk. Bonk. Yeah, yeah bonk. They, like, it'd probably be Bonk. If it's Bonk, the caveman, he wins every time. And he's yeah. not even Samoan. Now, <laughs> if, if it's like a. You know, who can get hit in the chin the most times contest? And, like, Chuck Rock's probably the winner, man. That guy's, you know. <laughs> yeah, chin is freaking He's got some weird there. Popeye thing going on here, man. Oh, He's man, like 40% chin. <laughs> All right, so now in a chin-butting contest with Chuck, between Chuck Rock and Jay Leno. Okay. I was going to say, Jay Leno, before you even said it. You know, my kid, my son's head was so big when he was a... Kid, we my, my my his mom and I called him Bonk, and he never knew why oh. <laughs> until he was like twelve or something. And I, I've got a weed that is, uh, hey. a, it's I got a special a special weed that uh, has a lot of games on it that aren't Wii games. And uh, I was playing Bonk, and he was like, "What the hell is this? My life yeah. is a lie." Yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a reveal, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, what you playing? Um, you. Definitely not, you, definitely son. Definitely not your yeah. namesake. <laughs> you, you done got played. Yeah. yeah. Oh, your poor mother. <laughs> God, yeah. Bonk is big. Yeah, so anyway, Jesse, uh, you actually, uh, have you actually played Chuck Rock? Do any yeah. of those things that you described actually take place in the game? Because it seems like it's just a fucking caveman. Well, like, okay. Playing a fucking heavy metal yeah. band or whatever. Yeah. And... The opening screen is that title song, and they're playing. It's him, um, his wife, um, and a dinosaur with long hair. Okay, and, right on. Uh, right on. 
And, and it looks like there's some good sprites. I know it's an early Sega Genesis game, but it is some solid sprite on that band. Um, like the game is just like, like you said, it's like one of those, you know, you might have heard of it, never played it, you know. Um, I had it on Game Gear as a kid. So, which is weird. I don't, like, I don't know why my parents decided that was the game to buy me. Um, yeah, you look kind of like a caveman. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose this one looks kind of like him. Yeah. God, imagine buying games based on what they look like to your kid. Ugh. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I, what games I would have been given as a kid. I, you know, yeah. I guess I Mario. Say, that explains yeah. all yeah. the Mario games, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's got a white person on it. Give it to John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think but, um, I would have got Laser Shoot, Laser Shoot Larry. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, no. Why did my parents buy me Galaga? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the secret, David. You're actually Superman. They found you in one of those, like, uh, in a crash landed <laughs> ship. <sighs> if only. Crash landed um, giant insectoid ship. Yep, there was actually two of you, uh, <laughs> you know, put together, but one of you got captured. Um, it's a whole big thing, David. It's a whole Maybe thing. Maybe you heard of it. I have um, a brother. <laughs> so I'm um, reading about it now, Jesse. And also, is the villain of this game a caveman version of Gary Glitter? Yes. That's. It's not, not great. timely. <laughs> that does not hold up. <laughs> I mean, they were ahead of the game. <laughs> I mean, he's a villain. Yeah, sure is. Yeah, I don't know if I want to know about the plot of this game anymore. Like, it, you know, how prescient it was in the Gary Glitter accusations. But yeah. Uh, well, you yeah. can use Jesse, your stomach as a weapon. Okay. You're back in. <laughs> You just sure. like you just like poke your belly out and hit things, hit di- little dinosaurs, and they die with you your like stomach. Punch with, you punch with your stomach. <laughs> yeah, you punch with your stomach, like a good old <laughs> gut punch. But that's lab culture, baby. Yeah, and um, <laughs> you do. <laughs> Whenever you jump, you can perform a kick. Um, you could also pick up rocks and chuck the rocks. Ah, that's um, oh, I get it. You eat Does lots it- of ground meat. Um, which like is always fun. Ground up meat or meat no, found on the ground? meat found on the ground, like hot dogs, <laughs> steaks, turkey legs. Do um, you call any meat that you find on the ground it. ground meat? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, in, if you play Castlevania, like, it's called wall chicken. So, yeah, obviously it would be ground meat. <laughs> I guess so. That's the technical term for it. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Wall Chicken twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, so I buy all good. My, my meat is the, the, I, I strictly buy cooler meat, not uh, not ground meat. It's just, uh. it just laying there. I mean, someone's got to eat it. Yeah. Oh God. God. Go to waste, man. How many times have I said that line to people? It never works. Yeah. <laughs> it never <laughs> works. To buy ground meat. Like, you're just walking around. You see, like, a steak lying on the floor, like... Who do I give money to get this? Like, who do I pay? Yeah. Well, you, right there. Five bucks chance. a pound. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, you know, it also, I mean, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Jesse. Uh, no. That was literally just a point of clarification. Like, do you mean ground up meat or ground meat? Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's a, you know, perfectly, you know, alright game. It doesn't seem like it's too hard. You can ride on uh, pterodactyls, um, where they more or less carry you somewhere. Uh, there's uh, alligators when you uh, throw a rock on their head. If you're standing on their tail, they work like a, a like a lever situation, which is kind of fun. <laughs> Like, if you, if you did that in real life, if like you, you stood on an alligator's tail and struck a, a boulder on its head, <laughs> you're not jumping in jail. No, man, you're getting kicked you've right out. You've just you in the space. You've just killed a fucking alligator. You're getting kicked right out of the zoo if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been thrown out of the alligator farm for trying to catapult ourselves over the walls. We get it. Chuck Rock, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is like, couple... that's thin even for cartoon logic. <laughs> like, <that> poor alligator. I know a couple of you guys are Florida guys. Uh, I, the band, uh, the one-ups went to uh, Nerdapalooza one year in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Uh, I was there. And, uh, well, a couple, couple times, but uh, one time and I was there and we were going to go get some food. And I think there was like a Hooters around the corner or something. So we were going to walk it from the convention center and the, the, the road had a median in between. And there was, you know, like got grass and a little bit of water and stuff. And we're just walking and there's a fucking alligator in there. And it's like, hey, get the fuck out of my place. And I yeah, was like, really okay. Yeah, Florida, baby. Yeah. It's like Florida. So yeah. we just kind of walked around it. <laughs> just said, welcome to Florida, man. This is what's yeah. up. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, if gators aren't like hungry, hungry, they'll probably leave you alone if you leave them alone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the it's hungry, quite... hungry is left to the hippos. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't want to fuck, with... <laughs> and you don't want to fuck with Florida hippos, man. Oh man. People don't even talk about Florida hippos because everybody that's ever seen one is dead. <laughs> oh. I thought Double I saw dead. one at the Hooters, but I guess I'm still alive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait. Um, but yeah, so anyway, yeah. Uh, no, gators are. They're, you can fuck with them a little bit, but you don't want to drop rocks on their head or like walk, <laughs> a small, walk a small dog around them. But like, yeah. You know. Oh, I fuck with them. I ate one a couple, de- couple nights ago. See? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah gator, gator tail's good. You win. You've I won. eat gator nuggets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It's the way to be. Um,. But no, don't try to use them as a springboard for yourself. That uh, I'm so that, curious now. I mean, that's the thing; they're not rigid. Like it, it doesn't add, it doesn't make any sense. Like I, there's no like fulcrum point in the gator that makes that happen. <laughs> like it just fulcrum point. In the gator. Fulcrum point. <laughs> I think we just found tonight's episode title. <laughs> fulcrum point. Fulcrum the gator. point. Oh my god. That's great. Uh, I mean, gators are kind of flexible. It's not like, you know, their sternum is a fulcrum. Like, I understand yeah, what you're what saying. saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, just the, the physics of trying to use a gator as a, like a, you know, catapult, it just doesn't quite make sense. But, uh, see, that's just the Florida man in me speaking. It's, I, I just know too much. Um, <laughs> these poor, these poor laddish cavemen, they had no idea, so they just you know, programmed whatever they wanted in this game. Um... But yeah, uh, you know, Jesse, uh, it's a hell of a pick, man. Yeah. Uh, and so there went on to, there were Chuck Rock sequels. Did you say that? There was Son of Rock? Yeah, there was Son of Chuck Rock. And right. there might have been one for, like, Sega Senior or something. Of course. <laughs> it, cool. has, it has good music. Yeah, who's the composer? Oh, crap. It's, uh, 
Uh, Matthew Simmons. Matthew Simmons. Yeah. Good music. Yeah. Yeah, real good. Yeah. Good caveman music. Better, better music than a caveman game needs. Quite frankly. Yeah. Because you know, in trying to really get the authentic caveman sound, really there shouldn't be music at all. It should just be the sound of like rocks hitting together. Yeah. Um, maybe jungle noises. So music really takes it up a notch. So good on them for that. Um, Jesse, anything else on uh, on Chuck Rock or uh, Lad Culture or you know uh, Gator Trebuchets? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, using alligators to perform. <laughs> insane tasks <laughs> no <laughs> what would you use an alligator for if you were a caveman think of a think of an application for an alligator real quick I think food I think be like a dog weapon yeah <laughs> talk opener. on the alligator a dog this is my pet alligator yeah it's true and we never saw him again <laughs> what about like a uh, like a skateboard <laughs> they didn't run that fast <laughs> And yeah. also, like, you oh, would okay, never, be, like, uh, you yeah. would never oh, be able to do, like, a diagonal line. Yeah, so one, oh, one, John. Oh, wakeboard. Yeah, I was going to say, gators do not have wheels, but now wakeboard, now you're talking. Or yeah. a surfboard <laughs> workout, great. Oh, oh, it's like in that Red Dwarf episode where uh, Rimmer, Ace Rimmer uses the <laughs> alligator to parachute <laughs> like down. Parachute down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's yes, it's that's what I would use an alligator for if yeah. I were a caveman. A sky <laughs> part. If I were a cave person, I would use an alligator for base jumping. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Game three. <laughs>
All right, guys. So, uh, this is the first new game in this uh, series or new release for this uh, franchise in 31 years. And at the end of each level, your character will pick up a food item alongside the hamburger from the original game. You can now eat a Spanish omelet or some fish and chips. Short and sweet, fellas. How you feeling? <laughs> Pretty good. Really good, so I, actually. Uh, and just, just to be clear, I am sorry for uh, maybe misspeaking on that. This is the first release for this you know franchise in 31 years. It's not technically a new game because it's a remake of the original game. But it's new enough, you know. <sighs> <laughs> Johnny's got an alligator with a PSA saying, don't throw rocks at my head. Uh, let's see. Mustin says, Burger Time 2, The Revenge. Unfortunately incorrect. And uh, looks like David and Jesse both have the correct answer. This is Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX. Suck it! <laughs> That's for you, Jesse. Thank you. Telling you to suck it. Um, yeah. Alex Kidd. Anybody familiar with this kid? Oh, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm familiar, but I've still not played an Alex Kidd game. Oh, good. Who good. You who should keep it have? that way. Yeah, I mean, you know, seriously. They haven't made games in about 30 years, and then this one uh, comes out. And, you know, it looks very charming and very cute. I think like about, the, uh, Think about going into a, a, a house, a dude challenges you to rock, paper, scissor, and you lose, so you lose a life. Right. I was building to that. Yeah. But you, <laughs> no, you no, did just get, go ahead you did and get, just get right to, the, to the point of one of the fundamental problems of this game is that all the <laughs> boss that fights. that off. <laughs> the boss fights are all rock, paper, scissors based. Uh. And apparently fully random. So, like, there's no, you know, good old poor predictable part always throwing rock and you, you know, win. No, it's you're just two rock, paper, scissors games. That's, <laughs> uh,. Not good as uh, game mechanics go. It did always seem super weird because Alex Kidd is kind of like a... Well, he's like a kid, but he has, like, slightly larger hands and everything that he uses to, like, punch uh-huh. blocks and everything. So I would imagine that a boss fight would have you, like, whooping ass, but it's all just random and you die. Right. And it's uh, like just life. second trying to get too cute, man. Just trying to subvert expectations back in 1986. Like, is this going to be a punchy punch game? No. In fact, it's going to be something way stupider than that. You're going to do rock, paper, scissors. And it's not even an arcade game. There's no need to, like, steal your quarter in this. It's, uh, you know, it's just an odd design, man. It, you know, really moved some master system units. That system really took over the world back then. <laughs> I mean, according to uh, my... Johnny, you you were an Alex Kidd guy, right? Uh, oh, absolutely. Like, fully. Oh, yeah, I was all in on yeah. Alex Kidd, and I was really disappointed when that didn't pan out. 
Like, I, I had all the shirts, I had all the hats, I had all the games, and then he mm-hmm. got sonic and that was the end of Alex Kidd. <laughs> like, that kind of right. sucked. He, he came and went. Yeah. I mean... Good? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Next game. No. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, there's a little more to say about it than that. Namely, you know, yeah, whatever. No, Alex Kidd, he's, uh... He deserves to this? live in obscurity. No, fuck no, because that's the thing. They just released, uh, you know, and no offense to Sega, but I got a couple of beefs with this this re-release. Uh, you know, it looks charming. <laughs> it you, know, uh, you know, here comes my fucking, you know, my big unfurled list. No, uh, you know, I like the new graphics. I, I like the, uh, you know, the updated look. Everything's you know, cute and cartoony. But you can do the little thing where... Uh, I think they did another remake where you can hit a button and just switch back to the original graphics. And it's like, oh, okay, so this is really just like straight up not a whole lot of new features or anything. This is this is a port of a 35-year-old game. Okay, that's that's not awesome. So, you know, so like when you're playing the game, it's like the screen's a little barren. Like everything looks nice, but it's like you and one other thing on screen and maybe some blocks. And it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, this... Right, there's a 35-year-old game. I'm not paying 20 fucking dollars for a, you know, nice-looking version of a 35-year-old game. I'm, I'm simply not doing it. That's uh, that's my main beef. And then, also, if Sega really wanted to put Alex Kidd back over... Uh, you know, this game just came out a couple of weeks ago. This game came out on June 22nd, worldwide. Got a big old promotional push, right? Everybody heard about this. The game came out, everybody knew? Yes. I, I saw they did it, I, and I was like... I had no idea. Yeah, but Johnny, you don't pay attention exactly. to this, so... And what, <laughs> but, I mean, Sega, in true Sega fashion, buried this release. <laughs> it came out June 22nd. Johnny, care to tell everybody what June 23rd was? Uh, I believe the 30th anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Where they that? had, like, a... A big symphony concert and a bunch of new news and a big celebration of all things Sega and, you know, would have been a real great chance to have Sonic show up and be like, hey kids, this is Alex Kidd. He uh, he was the original me and you should play hey, his new this game. This is Alex so, Kidd. Wait, you're... He died so I could exist. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you're saying <laughs> the Sonic the Hedgehog concert ends. Sonic the Hedgehog walks out on stage, and then using that exact voice you just used, hey kids. (laughs) (laughs) Using my sick voice. Hey children, it's your your old pal Sonic, and I'm here to tell you, you should download Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX. I would pay good money. Robert. Lotion. <laughs> I'd pay good money to see that actually Bill, happen. Your mom's right. <laughs> yeah. oh, this, uh, this boy. Yeah. Somebody Alex, start that what a change boy. that org petition to be, get John to be the new voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that's a gig I would take in a heartbeat. Fuck John Ralphio and uh, yeah, the guy from the Sonic Boom cartoon. Um... But yeah, I, I would take that gig because you know, rough old Sonic needs to needs to be a thing. <laughs> but really, they just you know, God, they need even, to do... even if Sega wasn't involved in this remake, which I actually don't think they were. I think it was a couple of indie studios, and Sega was just like, yeah, sure, you have our blessing. You don't have to disguise it. You can just call it Alex Kid. Even so, they should have still just been like, hey guys, uh, while you're waiting for this concert to start, 
We got, you know, thousands of you watching this live stream. There's an Alex Kid game out. Like, maybe uh, look into it. But, nope. They kind of second it a little bit. They, uh, you know, you say that, you know, Sonic Sonic'd Alex Kid. Sega Sega'd Alex Kid. You know, as <laughs> recently as two weeks ago. There are a lot of, there a lot of words this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Feels right, man. Feels like the right show for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, you know, I, I would like to play the original Alex Kid at some point, or maybe watch a more entertaining, like, Twitch streamer stream it at some point, just to experience it. Like, you know, old school platforming with something really, really silly, like rock, paper, scissor fights. Like, uh, and apparently the original game, it didn't even have, like, a continue system. No. Um, rock, paper, you, scissor, <laughs> GTFO. Yeah. <laughs> But I was, I was looking at, at there. There secretly was a continue system. If you pressed a certain button eight times after dying, it would <laughs> revive your character in exchange for money. Oh, <laughs> so like if you were collecting all the coins in the game, oh. yeah, it, it charged your yeah. charged your card. John, I didn't recall there being a quarter <laughs> slot on my second master system. <laughs> no, that's yeah, what that it, little it, slot for the front was right. You that's why my master system never <laughs> worked. Um. Oh. Oh, I can't play Transbot now. What do I do? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you could, you know, continue the game by secretly pressing one button uh, eight times and spending your in-game currency. Uh, <laughs> not an excellent system. I would have liked to, you know, press select to continue <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Or a life <laughs> system or something. I, you know, or, you know, or I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, combat based boss battles instead of rock paper scissors yeah john the master system know. didn't have a select button it didn't have a start button it had button one and button two and that yep. that was it wow. that's all the buttons oh there weren't even a so or b happened, yet like, it was what, just one and two what would happen when you started a game like press one press one, one to start one start or two or yeah sometimes two mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow doesn't add up at all <laughs> and the, the pause <laughs> okay, button now was you're on just the fucking console. with us <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. See that? No. Okay. That's a that's a much better question. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense to press a button to start the game, but then you're left with two buttons on the controller. But man, you had to pause the game on the yeah. You console? had to that's, get up yeah. and walk to the console. That's like getting up to change the channel. I mean, if <laughs> if you think about it, though, when are you pausing the game? When you get up to go pee. So you just get up and press the button. You know, big deal. Yeah, but like. A lot of action could take place in those moments that you have to walk to the TV to hit <laughs> the button on the console. Not on the Master System. Not in Alex Kidd. Yeah, not on the Master System, John. Alex pretty action-packed game. May, maybe don't jump on the motorcycle when you have to pee, but other than that... <laughs> I mean, that's that's the really question. What happens if you have to let pee mid-motorcycle? Just I mean, let it fly. You're not going to last on the motorcycle anyway, so... The, Exactly. A question that applies as much to life as it does to Alex Kidd's Miracle World. What do you do? Is it a colostomy bag situation? Do you just, like, get set up before you start riding? That's I don't the, know. That's what those saddlebags are for yeah. inside of your... your oh, bike. okay. Your piss bags. I don't know what you try, but my motorcycle is also my toilet. Like, the pee is stored in the bags. <laughs> you just go in the on your you know, no, no, not in the garage. You do it while going down I ninety five. Cruising down the interstate, seventy miles an hour, just take big dump right into your toilet your toilet cycle. I looked into this, and this is I I I, I won't get a motorcycle because I hate putting things into my urethra. 
See? <laughs> That's well, not the one it. prohibitive well, factor. You don't poop out of your urethra. <laughs> Well, you know, no, I brought up I'm fine. Bags, I'm fine with putting the tube in my ass, but I just don't want to put anything <laughs> right. in my ear. Things. It's you know, yeah, the number one tunnel that uh, really keeps you from wanting to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> That's why there's only two buttons: the one and the two. Got the one and the two, man. If you have any I'm other fine, bodily fluids, two, you have to get up, one is over a no to go. the consoles, <laughs> and push the additional button. <sighs> Right. Yeah, you know, unacceptable. I'm glad they innovated away from that with future video game systems. Anyway, Alex Kidd, uh, you know, he's uh, worthy of our ridicule, but, you know, cute little guy. Glad that he got a remake, I guess, finally. You know, maybe that'll spawn some new games. You know, really, because, uh, again, Sega with the big promotional push. He's back in the spotlight, baby. Alex Kidd, he's uh, he's back in the high life again, Steve Winwood style. Um, but uh, anyway, Johnny, let's keep it going. I just made a terrible '80s music reference. Game
All right, guys. So this game was re-released on the PlayStation 1 um, and expanded upon the original release uh, quite a bit with a new rendered intro and ending, uh, some new character designs, new graphical effects, enhanced music, sound effects. Uh, you can choose to play the game in in an arranged mode version or with the original uh, you know, game and features the soundtrack, which is what we're hearing right now is the original soundtrack. And uh, just a little extra piece of trivia is the original was released on the Sharp X68000. And then re-released uh, in the US on the PlayStation 1. Or worldwide on PlayStation 1. Oh, John's face. Huh? And I'll accept either version of the title. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Lean on John to get his in real quick before I start reading them out loud. Um... Johnson, Aretha which is absolutely correct. And correct. Then, uh, yes. David and uh, Jesse wrote Castlevania Chronicles. and must have wrote close enough. Castlevania something XPS X Nitro. I'll take that as Castlevania Chronicles, and I'm going to call this a hat trick. This is Castlevania Chronicles on the PlayStation One, or uh, the original name was. Um, oh crap! Where did this go? Uh, I think the original name was Castlevania. No, it was like Akamujo Densetsu, so, you know, like the original Japanese that, title. That's what I was. I, I was gonna look it up, but I don't want to cheat and look at my phone. But I knew it was gonna be something. Like, what's the name of that second tune? That shit was a bop. This chord progression was yeah. sick. AF. That second tune was called Load BGM. I think it's in the original X sixteen hundred music <laughs> that played like on a loading screen. <laughs> it was dope. <laughs> it was awesome. Like it's so good. Uh. Bruh, bruh, have you heard load BGM? <laughs> Fucking tits! And the rest Made of the- drop a load BGM. And the rest of the soundtrack- oh, Isn't that one of those old, like, extreme sports channels? Load BGM? <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the soundtrack is just, like, sweet, sweet covers of the original tunes done in that- with that X68000 FM module. Um, mm. And it is, like, that intro to Vampire Killer just, like, blew my mind. <laughs> so dope, man. So dope. That sounded so yeah. good. Yeah, and never saw it coming, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I may need to get game over it on this because technically <laughs> this is just a remake of like Castlevania One. Uh, no, Did, yeah. were you? That's a whole different soundtrack, baby. I didn't know what this were was. Were you not paying <laughs> like attention to the last segment where we literally discussed a straight remake of Alex Kidd One? 
<laughs> True. But we have... Wait, have we previously used Alex Kidd? <laughs> oh, I hope not. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't recall that. Uh, <laughs> so no, this just... was the PlayStation version? Yes, I, this, I got the soundtrack okay. to the PlayStation release. It's supposed to sound like the X68000 version. Uh, I'm not sure gotcha. if it's maybe spiced up a little bit from what the actual X68000 could do, but I did go look up footage of the X68000, and I'm pretty sure it's pretty close to the X68000's version. Y'all, all y'all pick stuff that sound like Genesis, and I mean, I guess Alex Kidd is... Well, what, what is that on? We didn't even talk about what that was on. Oh, yeah. Al on Alex Kidd is on... Trash. It's a new... <laughs> it was originally on the Master System. Right, uh, right. We talked about that part. It's released for like PS, uh, PS4 and Switch. Okay. Yeah. So it's just an, it's an indie game now. So gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's everywhere. Okay. Um... So no sound chip in play, but yeah, that's cool that it's that this is the PS1 version with the X68000 sound because it seems yeah. like it'd be really tempting for them to try and like use the CD quality audio to do some well, they, you know, I don't want to say chip. shitty guitar covers, but just you they know, like that. rock it up. A <laughs> they bit. did that too. You can choose which soundtrack you want to play with. Yeah, okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. So they have the more arranged version, which is like, I, in my opinion, not as good. Um, like, because they got rid of that cool intro on Vampire Killer, the new version. I was like, that's right. not... No, that's the whole reason I want to play this. <laughs> like, seem really fixated on that intro, Jenny. It's so good! Like, It's a good intro. It's such a great way to start... Like, because when you first start playing, that's what you hear. Like, you know, as soon as you actually get to start controlling Simon Beltmont. And it just gets you... It gets you pumped, man. Like, it gets you yeah. ready. And yeah, that last... confused. <laughs> that, that first song was um, You Goddamn Bathead, the music that plays when you fight, uh, you know, Dracula. Is that the official title? Yeah. At least on it's this song. Cool. You, goddamn Bathead? you Goddamn Bathead. Sounds like a Joker okay. line. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just confused as to why this kind of exists. Like, why did they feel the need to re-release a... Remake of Castlevania from 1993 in 2001 on the PlayStation. I, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I think it's great that they did it, but it's like, man, if uh, if you got tricked into thinking this was like another like Symphony of the Night and like paid full price for the you know PS1 Sharp X68000 1993 version of Castlevania, I feel like you'd be a little pissed. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know that's. A, I don't know why they did it because like it's not like it's an easy port to do. It, these are completely no. different systems. Uh, the the PlayStation One famously did not have uh, an FM synthesis module on it, so they had to right. like render that to CD. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I as I can't tell you why. Uh, I can say that they did it, and uh, the soundtrack is dope. Uh, and it, it basically is Castlevania One with uh, I think there's like a few new power ups. Um, right. And a few new like uh, extra modes where you can play through the game again on harder difficulties, um, like the original places. Because that's what Castlevania means. <laughs> Why the hell would you play the original Castlevania on hard mode? More Medusa heads. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's 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 messed up. Yeah. Okay, you get the hot take button ready because I have never liked any of these freaking Castlevania games. <laughs> hot take. It's but all of the music is incredible. <laughs> I mean, unquestionable. Like, I feel like it's one of those series where the music so greatly outpaces the quality of game. And that's not to say the Castlevania games are bad, but I don't find very much enjoyment in them either. <laughs> you know, the old no, ones are just... so fucking tough. 
The music is like just a masterpiece. Like, I mean, I'm I can say this because I didn't really have any involvement other than recording it. But the one-ups like to do um, solo guitar pieces because we've got two great guitar players in the band. Mm-hmm. And William in the band, who's a co-founder of the band, on our album Volume 2, uh, which is on, you know, all these are on all the stores and stuff, on Spotify, Apple Music, and all that jazz. Um, but the last track of the first disc, I think, is Prelude from, from Castlevania 3, and he did it as a guitar trio. It's one mm-hmm. of the most beautiful fucking things I've ever heard. Like, I had nothing to do with it. He just arranged it and performed it, and I recorded it. So I'm being completely objective that I totally, totally love it. And we had a lot of fun doing other Castlevania tunes and stuff, too, just really messing them up and yeah. and having a good time with it. But, I mean, just the games, like, I, I'd rather not, okay? I'd just rather not. <laughs> I get it. I fully get it. Yeah, every, I still haven't done a full playthrough of Symphony of the Night because I realized that I don't really dig Metroidvanias all that much. A lot of backtracking. A lot of whipping, you know, not uh, not really uh, something I enjoyed as much as I thought I would. Uh, yeah. I, I fully appreciate Castlevania games; they're great. But yeah, they not uh, for me. It's yeah, your mileage fully may vary on uh, on this series because you know, yeah, like I said, the originals just too hard. Uh, and then I feel like as they've gotten more modernized, like they're still, you know. If somebody likes them. They got obviously they keep making them. <laughs> but like, likes. I mean, that's the thing. They're like, they're, I don't know. I can't speak to it honestly. I shouldn't. I shouldn't speak ill of like modern 3D Castlevania games. But yeah, you know, it just uh, because yeah, really, actually, I shouldn't speak at all about because the last 3D Castlevania game I played was on the Nintendo 64, and that was oh, a God. famous horrendous mess. I kind of so, liked that game. That game was kind of fun. Yeah, I thought it was going to be fun too. And then I never read it a second time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a tad inscrutable, but I liked trying to whip things in 3D. It was fun. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it, it's a uh, it's an awesome series, and it you know it spawned so many uh, so many fun you know now you know other uh, other games other side scrolling exploration based games uh, that you know it's uh, it's got its rightful place in like the pantheon of video games. But yeah, no, uh, fully understand if. It's just not for you, because yeah, it's just not for me. Either. But the, you know, the music is again superb. It it helps that the series has just such a clearly defined tone. You know, like as, if you boot up a Castlevania game and you don't get eerie, spooky music done in you know various iterations, then they fuck something up. Like <laughs> you know, can you imagine like a Castlevania game where they really tried to go off book and like make you know some like Super Mario type music? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, like. <laughs> It just helps the series has such a consistent tone yeah. that you can just iterate upon that, you know, for a, you know, a lot of a lot of quality material, a lot of great fucking music. I was, I was imagining going through a castle and finding the wall chickens and all that while, like, Starlight Zone plays. Yeah! <laughs> you know, I would love to hear somebody attempt that. You see there's some of those, like, YouTube videos where it's like, what if this game sounded like this? I would love to see somebody really... Brighten up the Castlevania series. <laughs> it wouldn't go well, but it could be a lot of fun <laughs> as a thought experiment. <laughs> you found chicken. It was hidden, hidden in, in the them. fucking walls <laughs> and on the ground. I love it. I want to see it. I would love it. Yeah, let's get the uh, let's get the woman who did the vocals for Sonic R to record some Castlevania songs. Oh okay. hell yeah, yeah dude! Let's, just let's get Brennan Foster right. What if? Castlevania had Starlight Zone and it had lyrics. 
I'm sure yeah. he yeah. hammer that out he's, real quick. He's definitely not busy, is he? <laughs> yeah, well, he used to do a... Actually, just... I just watched it today for some dumb reason. I just was like, la- oh, because I was listening to Final Fantasy VI at work. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that soundtrack while I work and just, you know, getting after it. And then yeah. the Terra theme came on and I was like, I got to hear that again. And you go back and like 11 years ago, he did this thing called Beerix. Yeah. And he was just like playing the game and drinking a bunch of beers. And then he made dumb, dumb, dumb lyrics for Terra's Good. theme. So he would totally be able to do that for this. <laughs> yeah. I like the challenge of take another game's music, <laughs> apply lyrics about this game to it. Um, it's a uh, it's a good idea. Solid. I just gotta I just gotta get him drunk. I'll make the music and just get him to sing. And write <laughs> the yep. There you go. God, the you know, super Beerix crossover. You know, the Beerix Chronicles, as it were. Um, <laughs> I see what you do. I get that, Johnny. Right. You know, I don't hate this pick. I think it's pretty dope, man. It's uh, it's something I didn't know about, and it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It, you know, in a way, in, in a more accurate way. Again, if I had been tricked into buying this right after 9/11, I would have been Whoa. super pissed. <laughs> like, <laughs> it came out in 2001. Guys. Like, I know, but that's such a modifier. Like, that's <laughs> if, I, if I'm just looking for some light escapism, and I think there's a new PlayStation One Castlevania game, a new sequel to Symphony of the Night. <laughs> And then you'd have been disappointed tur- twice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, this three is times easily the second worst thing that's happened to me all year. <laughs> wow. See, but it puts things in perspective, guys. It's not the worst thing. You're looking at the show. Oh like, my hmm, god. Which of these games is gonna make me not think about that terrorist attack? Hmm. Yeah, I need some escapism. I need you know Castlevania. Need Castlevania. Yeah. Castles I mean, are pretty the- tall. What if the plane flew into that? The only tower in the game is the clock tower, and it's yeah. you know you're through it pretty quickly, and that's that. But uh, I, I, you know, I'm just saying it, it, it <laughs> the only way this is uncool is that it's the bizarre remake that it is. But I think it's pretty dope that it's a thing. Game five. Never forget. <laughs>
So this game, much like me, got around, um, <clears throat> uh, which I thought was a little odd for back then. Maybe it wasn't so much. But it was released on MSX and NES in 91, and then later it was ported to the Mega Drive and the SNES, and then later the PC and Macintosh, which I think was kind of wild for a game back then. Let's see him, fam. Johnny's got question mark, question mark, question mark. That's pretty close. Uh, and then John's got T2, the arcade game. Might as well be. And then uh, Jesse and David both have Dragon Quest, but uh, David has Warrior slash Warrior 3, and y'all are both wrong. This is Uncharted Waters for the NES. I cannot believe I stumped y'all. I know nothing about this game. You talk now. <laughs> so, this Perfect game... Perfect segue. Uh, Johnny is about Looking pirates. at you. 
The game is uh, one of these games that I would never play. It's super convoluted, like... It's about sailing. It's got this story. It takes place in the 1500s. There's nothing about it that I like. <laughs> but the music is pretty good. The music is pretty dang good. And it's composed by Yoko Kano, which we yeah. know she is a mad powerhouse, uh, especially in a- her anime stuff and then the bit of the video games that she did. And so the reason I got turned on to this is because a long time ago, there was a uh, remix, um, Overclocked Remix, where when I used to listen to every single one that came out. And one came out from Uncharted Waters First Horizon, which was on the Super Nintendo and also ported to a bunch of games. So this game came out in 91, and then Uncharted Waters First Horizon, or whatever it's called, is uh, 1993 or something. But that was on the Super Nintendo. And it had this piece of music, and this person did an arrangement, and it was so beautiful. It's called Mast in the Mist. And I've listened to it for almost 20 years now. But whenever I was thinking of what we could do that was 30 years old, I thought of that because it's just kind of been in my brain. And I went and looked it up. And I think the person that posted it on OC Remixed stole it from a Yoko Kano arranged album. And I've got to go verify it. And then if I do, I'll tell the people over there to take that shit down because it's like a super obscure game that nobody played. But I just so happened to come across this guy named Jay Shepard who did a live band arrangement that touched my soul and my groin so hard. And I was like, this is incredible. I'm like, what incarnation is this? So it just so happened that it was serendipity that I was able to look at this and the game came out in 1991, which is exactly 30 years ago. And I said, oh Perfect. man, I'm going to stump these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. You, did. you showed us. Yeah. yeah, you really did, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like uh, yeah. in those uh, Sonny Chiba movies where he goes to the Karate Jojo and beats up everyone. And it's like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that guy. And I when I checked the um, the your daunting Excel sheet, I was like, there's no way. And I searched for like f- first, I searched for Horizon, I searched for Uncharted, I searched for one. I was like, I can't believe it. I think I might get this. And I did. I got to give it to you, man. Yeah, I, I thought this episode was going to go a lot differently. I was picturing this being like... You know, things over 30 years old, so I thought it was going to be a lot of long-time series. I thought we were going to have, like, Final Fantasy and Mario and shit. Instead, we ended up with Sonic and Castlevania, but then Chuck Rock, Alex Kidd, and now Uncharted, Uncharted Waters. Uncharted the, the Koei Pirate game. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Where you trade freaking sugar and armed weapons. Ridiculous. It. Oh, so it's... Yeah, I'm reading... It's like I'm a, read about it now. It's wild. So, like, a <laughs> yeah, Kingdom of the Three... Or the, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, but pirates... Yeah, and and the, I I wanted to like get an idea of what was going on so I could like talk about it. All the playthroughs are like part one, nine hours. <laughs> it's a Nintendo game. Shit! Like what the mess? Yeah, so but you, I you, you never know what's out there, man. Those waters they're uncharted. <laughs> yeah, like it's just you, you, I assume you spend most of the game lost. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no guides for this game. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it'd be charted. It's set in- it's set in the age of exploration, so the first nine hours of the game is just sail left and hope you find something. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah. it looks something. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, I like the idea of a exploration-based game. Maybe I guess over like a pirate combat game. Though at the same time, I kind of wish there was pirate combat. Like. Uh, yeah. So you, you just had this so you want Sid Meier's boat. Pirates. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 
Pirates. I guess Pirates. so, yeah, because yeah, I'm reading about it. It says, you know, the guy that made the game, his goal is to let players reenact the romance and adventure of the Age of Exploration. So it's not so much about combat, it's about fucking, you know, just striking out in the open ocean and getting lost. And maybe you find something, maybe you don't. Scurvy. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. One mechanic that seemed interesting is when you do sail out and the, 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 the lightness and darkness will change because you can only go, it tells you before you leave, your first mate tells you, we can sail for 18 days, Captain. And you go out and then you watch as it gets dark and then light. And then you better be counting those days. Ah, okay. Or you're going to end like up it. out there. Yep. Gonna sink, gotta check those sink to the bottom. Star charts and shit. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah. I feel like, because I'm looking at the box art for this game right now. It's elaborate, and it isn't like it? A, it's gorgeous. It's like a romance novel cover. Yes. Like, there's a yeah. burly dude, like, holding a woman in a frilly dress and, like, clashing swords with a dude in an eye patch. And this looks like one of those games where if I saw it for rental at Blockbuster back in the day, I'd be like, this looks awesome. And then I bet the actual game is just, like, grid-based ship sprites on solid pattern. Yes, like, that's, that's yep. what it oh, is. Man. It's like, there's mm-hmm. no way that this cover accurately reflects this game. And there no, are some like like the... you can go to different towns and go into the towns and trade and stuff, but yeah, no, Dave, yeah. you're exactly right. There's it's... you know, there's no, like, big-tittied winches. But some of the the sprites, though, for the for the chicks, is they're, they're, they're pretty hot, and then they've got, like, these, like, <laughs> handsome rebel dudes and then a couple of like really like fugly pirates hell yeah so that's what it was like back in the 1500s baby definitely i've never been more sold on a game in my life like grid based (laughs) pirates and ports and uh nations and and loyalties and um winches and and nobility and oh man winches and mead scurvy yeah now I gotta give it up. I do like the three listed natural disasters that can. Uh, oh, I almost your... said that. I almost yeah. talked about that. They can hamper your ship at random. You can run into typhoons, <laughs> which makes sense. Seaweed ships yep. will get stuck in seaweed, and a mysterious disappearance. Ships sailing into the Bermuda Triangle will suddenly disappear, taking the entire crew and cargo with them. The effects of this disaster are irreversible. <laughs> like. Okay, so make a note, 1500 sailors, don't go to that one part of the map. <laughs> like, I almost oh, said really the seaweed thing, there. but I really didn't want to give it away. <laughs> like, I didn't know if that would be the tip-off. Like, I mean, this game, it, see, in this game, seaweed can hurt you. Right. Well, we did Ninja Turtles recently. So. I was going to say, that could also be Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it'd be us furiously Googling other games with damaging seaweed. <laughs> and probably not coming up with anything. Ninja Turtles. Um... Yeah, but see, it w- yeah, this would have, uh, uh, yeah, this is, I don't know, you know, if I could have gotten, like, the Google keywords for this if I thought, like, okay, nautical any escape, like, nah, you know, that's not a thing, like, <laughs> so. <laughs> I was really hoping that one of the natural disasters was going to be, like, Kraken. Yeah, yeah. Leviathan. Bowser attack. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's the precursor to Sim City. <laughs> Sim's hearted waters. Um, <laughs> well, well done, John. Well done. Um, yeah, no, this, uh, it sounds cool-ish, though I think uh, this uh, is definitely a case of the music surpassing the game. Um, yeah. You know, music's super cool. I mean, crazy, it's got a Yoko Kano soundtrack. And, yeah, and uh, she did that second one. She wrote that Mass in the Mist one. I'm telling you, it's just a beautiful piece of music, but it was 93, so I didn't do that one. Right. 
Well, we're gonna, you know. But the, see, that's the thing. The franchise started in 1991. It was the Uncharted Waters sequel, man. You could have uh, could have found a way to work oh, it in. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. I thought it was just 30 plus years. That's all right. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. See, it's uh, just such a long-running beloved series, these Uncharted Waters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. this seems like the kind of thing where if this is your thing, you will really, really oh, yeah. like it. But it's it's only your thing for about 40 people. Like train right. simulators. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Also right up my alley. And I mean, <laughs> like, you know, several of us grew up in St. <laughs> Augustine, so this really, if we hadn't grown up in, like, the old city with the pirate stuff, this could have been something of more of a curiosity to us if we had known about it, but we were all just, you know, already inundated with that crap, so I think if we had seen an NES game about, like, pirates and stuff, we'd be like, oh, fuck, Yeah, no. like, my, my no, high I, school you know. girlfriend was a pirate, you know? Like, it's just hard to get into pirates now. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you heard him. <laughs> Johnny, she's a, she was a wench, and I hate to say that about her. She was a lovely girl, <laughs> but yeah, bit of a wench. Um, man. Wow. I, I thought for a second Johnny was actually telling a true story. I was tr- I was really racking my brain on Johnny's girlfriend in high school and trying to be like, does she do pirate <laughs> shit? Because that's no, a legit no, thing. Just, Saint I was going to say, yeah, she was, uh, exactly. She got she, a, we grew up in St. Augustine. She really could have been a fucking pirate. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she spent a lot of time on Napster. <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. Uh, take, it down, take it down Metallica. <laughs> God, I love that sound. <laughs> fucking... You know, loved, loved to go song. out on boats and hated Metallica. She was a <laughs> she was keeper, Johnny. You really shouldn't have fucked that one up. <laughs> but anywho, um, Uncharted Waters pretty dope. Uh, yeah, it, I, unexpected <laughs> finish to the show. Truly, like what a what a pick, man. Uh, and thank I think you. If, it, if there's nothing else, then Johnny, I think it's time to activate the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beats. Boots. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Regan. Yeah, we, wow. we had a three-way tie, and I decided just to give it to me. Um, Why? No! <laughs> but no, no, of all the people... We- we have an esteemed guest, John. Yeah, so um, I kind of dropped the ball in making a wind jingle for Mustin, so I just played mine. But we'll give it, ah. we'll give it to Mustin. <laughs> we'll give it, we'll give him the win. Okay, oh, so parentheses. I literally wins. got nothing right. I told you I was going to fail this miserably and have a good time doing it. <laughs> hey, that's what we do most episodes of game that too. And that's that's the fun thing about doing a video game music guessing game is you know it's a lot of fun. And you look real smart when you know the music. <laughs> and then in like, you know, the other 70% of the episodes, you just kind of goof off and talk a bunch of bullshit. And that's just, just kind of how it goes. So, that's the charm. That's, that's yeah. what we do what, on Game That Tune. We fail up. What's a good batting average for a major league you know, baseball player? Like if you're batting 300, you're doing really well. Like, it, you know, I figure that's, uh, that's about how we do on this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody right gets a good show. There's some good tunes. Every now and then we sock some dingers. Um, but uh, you know, for the most part, yeah, it's a it's a long boring game. <laughs> Whoa, you're not uh, selling it at all. 
uh, I'm, you know, I've, I've realized we're the baseball of podcasts, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I would say the other. We are the I baseball podcast. I think it's podcast. great. We get so much better when you're with friends and beer. Exactly. Thank hey, you. Oh, man. Nice. I, I know there's a. I knew there was a reason. <laughs> um, so, Johnny, should I treat you as the winner, or should I treat Mustin as the winner? I then? treat Mustin because he's also the only one that uploaded bonus music. <laughs> Good man. Okay, so, hey! you know, Mustin, congratulations default, on winning default, the episode. Default. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. And so, as part of your, uh, your you know, handsome uh, prize, you get to pick the theme for next week's episode, which you will not be participating in. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Uh, games with I balloons love- in them? See? Done. I, I didn't catch that. What was that? <laughs> games with balloons games in with them. Balloons. Okay. Okay. Easy yeah. enough. Wow. Your yep. mind goes to balloon fight, but then you're like, wait a minute. I, wait a minute. Do, do frogs count as balloons? I mean, if you blow air in Like them, in Dick Dug, yes. If you blow them up. Yeah. yeah. Almost Think anything about it. you put air into technically becomes a balloon. So. Oh, well then. I've <laughs> I got to make some calls. <laughs> if you can blow it. Open. If you can blow it, it's valid for next week's episode. <laughs> oh, God save my urethra. <laughs> episode title uh, <laughs> yes uh, so, fantastic, so like, what man. do I get to do now do you want uh, me to plug I, myself like plug my uh, urethra yeah, yeah I do the outro of the show where I thank everybody for listening tell them to watch us we're live every Wednesday twitch.tv slash game that tune we're on YouTube uh, check us out we're live Wednesdays at 9 we're in your podcast devices on Tuesday mornings uh, head to game that or wherever you get your podcasts I thank our patrons over there, Patreon. Thank you guys for supporting us. You guys uh, get a lot of fun bonus content when we get the chance to make it. You guys keep the lights on at our 24-7 live stream, the uh, GTT Radio at twitch.tv slash GTT Radio. Uh, and we thank you guys for supporting us there. And we thank our uh, absurd fans on Patreon. Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Wise, Sam L., Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, Unsaddled Zebra, and the last Reacon fantastic group of patrons that we've got over there, patreon.com slash game that tune. Uh, there was no request tonight, but I tell everybody to make requests in our Discord or send them to us at uh, our email address, game that tune at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at game that tune, or find us individually on Twitter. I'm there at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpregan.jr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at DFD Fleming. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. And Mustin, I don't know if you Twitter, but this uh, would be the time to tell people where to find you or uh, what you got going on. So for the for the active guest, this is yes, now where you plug your stuff and talk about what's going on. At Mustin is my Twitter. And Damn. how creative. <laughs> I can't believe they uh, that was available. Oh, I've been... I've been there since 2007, baby. Wow, okay, yeah, you got so, in there first. I'm a, Not even like Twitter, Mustin Twitter underscore. Guy. You know, just nope. Mustin. Yeah, boy. So okay. uh, you can uh, find the band, The One-Ups, at T-H-E-O-N-E-U-P-S dot com. We're on the YouTubes. Uh, all the music you want to find is going to be on all the major stores, Spotify, Bandcamp, um, 
all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look for the One Ups. That's my band that does video game covers. That's all that we do. You'll never find anything else. Then there's the stuff that I do under the name Mustin. My last album is called The World is Square, where I did arrangements of Final Fantasy IV, Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy VI, and Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Uh, it's a very, very cool, chill album that I, I love. And greatly I, enjoyed listening to that. That was a wonderful discovery. Awesome. As soon as we booked Thank you, you for so the much. show and I Googled your name, I listened to that entire album. Sweet. I have these yeah. cool visualizers on YouTube. If you want to find my YouTube page, Mustin Enterprises, there, there's a um, playlist for that where I made these pretty things to look at while you're working and stuff for that whole album. Check it out. See if you like it. And then uh, I also have a group called The Bad Dudes. We did some cool stuff like a Metroid Arrange album for the 25th anniversary. We did an album called The Very Best of Sega. If you want to look at that, you Sega nerds, you. Um, and then we did a uh, Mother tribute, which has Mother, Mother 2, and Mother 3. Um, uh, two disc set that we did uh, with in association with Fan Gamer. That was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. So that's a lot of music, fam. I, and then I've got all this other stuff. I do hip hop beats for Beefy and Mega Ran. Uh, I've done remixes, MC Front a lot. I do some backing music stuff for Brental Floss. Yeah. Uh, I, do, I do beats for MC Lars. Um. And uh, I told you, much like uh, Uncharted Wars, Uncharted I get around. Yes. And uh, and I make a mean lasagna, so holler at me. Okay. Hell yeah. Uh, I want that recipe. Uh, and now is the time where you get to tell us the bonus tunes that are taking us home. So I get asked a lot about, like, what I would, what, what am I wanting to do? And I think I'm going to die with a to-do list in my hand and the number one thing is a live quartet or quintet of the entire Darkwing Duck video game soundtrack from the <laughs> NES. Yes. I just want yes. it to be a live pure jazz Make piano drum upright bass drums and then saxophone. Big hats. Just a cool Yeah, big hats just I want the whole thing just done as a jazz like just straight ahead. I, if that that friggin' soundtrack that's what it wants. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to do that because it's going to be muy expensivo. But the other thing that I've tried to do many times to sit down and do is this theme called Hall of Champions from the game Dungeon Master on the Super Nintendo. And it's like, this game is terrifying. I never really got that far. It's way too complicated for a 10-year-old. But this piece of music has stuck with me for 30 years. And I hope to one day make some sort of arrangement of it that would be satisfactory but it's just something i haven't been able to do yet so this is like my white whale so this is a hall of champions i can't remember the composer's names it's two dudes from japan and it's from the game dungeon master on the super nintendo fuck yeah man awesome tunes thank you so much for being here and peace out everybody
Sonic Rush is copyright 2005 Sega Games Company Limited. Chuck Rock is copyright 1991 Core Design Limited. Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX is copyright 2021 Merge Games. Castlevania Chronicles is copyright 2001 Konami. Uncharted Waters is copyright 1991 Koei Company Limited. Hot That's that's my bad. Wow, okay. A lot of goose just now. So, okay. I mean, we'll, we'll, edit, we'll, we'll edit this out. Um, just a quick FYI for... I was trying to type in the chat. Uh, the John text says he's got a kid uh, issues dealing with. <laughs> he's so got, to, a, so he's to got go a kid? On, so to go on like without just him. Apropos of nothing? <laughs> showed up at the door? Where'd it come from? And of course, I go type that in the chat forgetting I've got my keyboard all wired up to hit play sound cues. <laughs> so, oops. Um, and then you immediately started playing the third song, so I guess nobody wants trivia. Johnny, go for it. <laughs>